Welcome to episode two of the AIPC interviews. I'm your host, Greg McMillan, and on this show, we have Kevin Barrett. How are you? Great. So uh, we had a little discussion there about not even a week ago, and uh, we decided that we're going to really try to make this short, or this episode, uh, <laughs> exactly. it, you know, brief to stay within the time limits. But I mean, I think... Uh, Test your editing skills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a, a... We both have a great love for iPhone photography. And yeah. I think we could probably say we're both kind of like geeks. Yeah. Um, and we could go on for hours. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> We'd lose everybody. <laughs> oh, we would. We would. But... Um, so we'll we'll just try to keep this within the. My goal is forty five minutes, and uh, we'll see what we could do. So I'll start with the question that I will probably be starting with everyone on this show, and that is, how did you get into iPhone photography? Well, by Android. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I actually started out with a uh, a Motorola Droid. I don't know if you remember those. Uh, but oh, yeah. it had a pretty poor five megapixel camera, but it uh, it intrigued me. It, it kind of you know was it, it kind of gave me a little bit of a taste, but the the the, the photos weren't that great. And uh, and I knew that there was iPhones out there, but I was kind of like, you know, I've been traditionally an Apple person, but for whatever reason, I I picked the Droid to kind of start my I would call uh smartphone journey if you will mm-hmm. and then uh retired that and i thought you know now's the time to uh to to jump in and i jumped in at the iphone 4s and as soon as i got that thing it was just a tiny little thing and uh, i started to play with it a little bit and took a few photos and i thought wow <laughs> this is <laughs> this is this is a little bit uh well, it's a lot. It's a bigger upgrade than what I was playing with on the Droid, you know, as far as the quality. And uh, I started to really have some fun. And I think I just went crazy with it. And I just I almost shot thousands and thousands of photos at that point. Yeah, you know, because it was been, so easy to do. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just a, kind of an intriguing thing to have this little tiny thing with you all the time. And, you know, I'd been a you know, I think at the, at the same time, I had a, a Canon DSLR and I had this iPhone. And uh, I just noticed, you know, week after week that I'd take the DSLR out less and less. And yeah. I was just using the phone more and more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I that... Can, I can totally relate. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that really um, I read about it, and it's called the freedom of constraints, you know, with regard to, you know, here I've got this tiny phone, you know, and it's, uh, the dynamic range isn't as good as the sensors were at that time. And, but mm-hmm. it was this, the accessibility of it and the ability to not only take the picture, but edit the picture, you know, on the same, same device. And, uh, it just, you know, it just breathes a fresh, you know, air of, uh, excitement and, and in my photos, and I just noticed that my photos were actually getting better, even with my DSLR when I took that out, you know, based on, you know, just my time with the iPhone. And I started to progress along. 
you know, I, you know, I was typically the person that would kind of hang on to things for a while. And, you know, the five came out and then I upgraded on the S cycle, mm-hmm. the five, the five S and I, then I really started to, to realize that this is a thing, you know, this, this, you know, mobile photography is a thing and it's, uh, you know, it's something I'm going to really, you know, spend some time with and, you know, from then yeah. on out, this kind of progressed. Yeah, I, I always found it as a movement, you know, it was a, um, uh, something that was really catching on. And But what I find interesting that, that you just said, though, is that it, it sort of helped improve your DSLR photography. Oh, absolutely. And, and it, it, like, how so? Well, you know, I've always read that, uh, you know, people say that, um, you know, one of the one of the good disciplines is to you know go out there with a single focal length on your on your DSLR. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then, what it forces you to do is it forces you to 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 move around and to kind of think out of the box. You know, I got this one focal length, and it just helped me to see better. You know, I had this, uh, you know, the the 4s and then the 5s, and and now with this, you know, the, with the you know phones today. You know they're so capable now, but you know you can still, you can still get that feeling. You know that, uh, you know that uh, I should say not just feeling, but a benefit. Mm-hmm. And I even, you know, I noticed that today. I mean, my thoughts, my photography is a whole lot better. You know, having used these mobile phones, just just helping me to see differently and helping me to see. I would say better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's so easy to with the dslr just kind of zoom in and out you know it's kind of lazy but yeah then, yeah <laughs> when you have a single focal length and you're you're constrained it forces you to use your feet and move around and to look at things it's like okay you know where's the best shot here and uh i mean help me with composition and and all that you know so it's it's just been a real real boost you know i can't i can't imagine you know photography without it yeah. So, do you find yourself uh, do you find yourself able to see how this shot is going to look before you take the shot, just based on the angle of view and and focal length and whatnot of the iPhone? Have you got to that point? Yeah, kind, I... of, kind of pre-visualizing what what uh, like if you're even if you're say driving along and you see a scene off to the side. And you think, okay, that could make a good picture. And when you think that, do you think of how it's going to look taken? With yeah, the I phone? do. I do actually. Uh, and I've I've heard that the discipline of um, going back to what we were talking about, you know, using a single focal length. Mm-hmm. After a while, you start thinking in that focal length. You know, and you, yeah. when, you're, when you're looking around, you know, you just see you see different scenes in that focal length. And with the iPhone, if you've been shooting with uh, and in you know, from model to model, they're just, you know, slightly different, but you start to get that sense of, you know, yeah, I can get that out of this phone and I can see the shot before I actually take it, you know, because yeah, I'm at a point yeah. now, even with the, you know, 11 pro, you know, 11 pro max, you know, I can still, I, even the three lenses, I can still, I understand what they're going to do, you know, when I'm looking at a particular scene. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that right now. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I was going to, my next question was going to be what you're shooting with now. And it's obviously the 11 pro max. Um, how do you like it? Like, do you really like the ultra wide and, and what it's capable of bringing in? 
you know, I really debated about whether I should just get the 11 because, you know, the, the, <laughs> the frugal guy in me is saying, you know, I can, <laughs> yeah. you know, look what I've done with the 4S. Look what I've done with the 5S. Why do I need other, yeah. you know, other lens mm-hmm. for? But I'm so thankful that I decided just to, you know, go for the go for the gusto and get the uh, you know, get the Pro Max because I'm telling you, I really I can really benefit from the extra battery life, you know, in the field. I don't have to worry about it. And, um, you know, the weather, you know, the, the <laughs> shooting in the rain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just incredible. You know, things I couldn't even do with my DSLR. I mean, today, you know, the cameras today are a lot more weather resistant than they were then. But. Uh, this thing you can put under water, you know, four meters of water. So I haven't done yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> I don't have the Pro Max. I have the 10s, but I mean, I'm, I be, I was, I'd be a little uh, reluctant to just dunk it and try to take a picture with it. <laughs> right. I'm not quite to that point yet. Yeah. So uh, what what kind of things do you like to shoot? Uh, it's kind of like what I don't like to shoot. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> You know, I get in these particular uh, phases in my photography where I will spend, you know, a lot of time just focusing on landscapes, the landscape, and then, and I will do that for a period of time, and and then I'll start getting to more abstract photography, and then what's really nice is that, you know, even doing some event photography with the with the phone is uh, is pretty fun, and. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are different things. Uh, getting back to the three cameras, one of the things is I'm really thankful for that third camera they call telephoto. It's actually closer to a normal lens, you know. Yeah. But I don't. I use it far more than I thought I would, and um, and I think it's a personal preference. You know, I understand. You know, I, I like the wide, and I like the ultra wide, but I I would dare say it's a it's a pretty even split between the telephoto and the what they refer to as the normal wide. Yeah. And I don't use the ultra wide as much as I thought I would, though I still use it. I'm glad it's there, you know, but I, uh, yeah, it's nice to have that extra field of view if you want it or if you need it. Um, exactly. Even though, even though apparently now I'm, I don't know that much about the 11s, but, and the ultra wides, but I've, it's my understanding that the, extra information available to you is only stored on the device for, I think, 30 days, and then it's deleted. Like, there's, uh, I think if you use the wide, mm-hmm. you can actually you can actually edit that photo to an ultra-wide for up to 30 days, and then that extra information goes away. Right. Uh, do, do you know about that, or is it? Yeah, I knew about correct? that, and there's actually a setting that you can select that uh, oh. If you deselect it, then you'll actually um, it selecting that setting actually affects the deep fusion. Oh, so really? I have it. I have it deselected because you know I kind of want the benefit of that you know combined uh, image information into a single you know in single picture. Right. So that was a little trick that I had read about, and you can tell when the deep fusion is kind of kicking in because you'll see the you see the frame kind of uh, um, jiggle a little bit. Oh, and really? It, yeah, it's it's usually kind of in uh, not dark dark, but kind of uh, a medium dark uh, setting is when the deep fusion really kicks in. Okay. And uh, I really do notice a difference, uh, you know, in photos that are taken with it and without. So 
I've deselected that uh, that option that you referred to that you, you know store that data where you can go back and say oh I want that to be an ultra wide you know so right. it's, hmm. yeah that's interesting um, it just you know I I haven't I, I've seen an eleven and like an 11 pro in that but I, I have not taken a photo with one so uh that's all new to me like i really don't know that much about them other than you know what i hear in the in the geek news that i listen to type of thing but um it's it's good to hear from from an actual user though what the uh, uh like how it works and whatnot i wish you could i wish you could just select it and say you know i want this now but apple just kind of keeps that <laughs> said to themselves oh, you know, yeah. I, I wish i could select uh deep fusion i wish i could you know do the smart hdr when i wanted it to maybe yeah, it's too bad come. there's not a, a little button on the viewfinder when you have the camera open is that and what I, you mean I, like I, yeah right. right and i understand that maybe some of the folks you know some of the folks uh from halide might be working on something but uh i don't know it's it's just a wish list for me yeah well, don't be afraid to tell those guys what your wish list is because uh, uh, they do listen to the to their fans and their users and whatnot. And um, I mean, I've told them I would, I'd like to see a, a better histogram for the 10s Max. Um, mm-hmm. I, I saw a, a photo that Sebastian DeWitt was with his father, I think, and his father was holding an 8 plus, and it had a very very nice fine detailed histogram on the screen. Whereas mm-hmm. the one I have is just all these little lines, so it's not a, it doesn't, it, it doesn't really give you a true representation of of what right. you have there, right? And and this is in shooting mode, not in like obviously not in editing mode, but um, so I told them I said I'd like to see a better histogram, and I think he said they might be working on it. I forget, but so your favorite app for shooting. You know, that's really interesting because I find myself, especially with, um, you know, iOS 13, I actually use the native app more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, my second one, probably a close second, you know, second and third are kind of the same is uh, between Halide and First Light. You know, those are the, yeah, those are the other ones. It, it really depends on the scene and what I want to, like, if I'm, you know, a lot of people have seen a lot of my barn photography. And if I get really close to, uh, you know, I get that grain, I get that detail. I'll right. throw, the, I'll throw, I'll, th- you know, I'll do that with halide. You know, I'll get the raw image. You know, extract every bit of detail that I can out of there. And I'm telling you, I was really blown away by the level of detail I can get out of this phone. You know, oh yeah. The file. And I, I did a 12 by 18 print. You know, I sent it to a, you know a professional lab. And that thing came back and knocked my socks off. I just thought, that's just, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, they've come a long way, right? They've come so far, these things. And I know I know the, the guys at Halite are really, really smart with, with what they do. Especially, like, they've got a, a feature that they've developed called Smart Raw. So they're right, really right. getting everything they can out of these sensors and whatnot. So... With uh, first light, do you have any, you know, any of those looks that you get? Are you are you drawn to any specifically, or? Yeah, I, you know, the thing I like about first light is it's kind of like, um, it it's it's a different process. 
or process, however you want to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I like about what I like about that is I'm committing to a particular look. You know, it's like I got a roll of film on my on my phone now. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, and I like that. You know, some people know me for like a lot of the wild things I do, but there's another side of me that says, you know what? I want to see what I can get out of in camera. And I want yeah, this definitely particular, this particular look. And you know, I'm really drawn to the chrome. I think the black and white simulations are done quite well. Um, I asked them about. I had a little bit of difficulty with uh, Via, you know, one of the infrared modes, and I was just, you know, I noticed there was like haloing effect around uh, branches and that type of thing. I asked them about that, and they said that was that was something that Apple applies. And it's particularly noticeable with the, the Via film uh, yeah. simulation. And I call it a simulation because I listened to a hour-long lecture on how they how they approach these simulations. And they actually, it's not a not a filter per se. You know, they are actually looking at the the light parameters, or more like the signal parameters that come in, and they're you know they're adjusting, they're they're creating that simulation on the fly. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I really like that because, you know, I, I, I can see how that picture is going to look like, you know, right on my screen and boom, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I do like that. You know, and I really like First Light for that particular benefit. When when you, okay, so First Light, basically you're you're capturing the image, uh, you're, you're, you're editing the image basically before you capture it. Yeah, pre-editing. With, with these live previews. So... Without using when you're not using First Light, when you're using the native app or or Halide, okay. So you you mentioned that you shoot raw. Which would what would be your favorite raw editor or your go-to? You know, um, believe it or not, I found Snapseed to be a pretty good raw editor, and uh, and I and I forget, I've I've actually used the uh, the app that Halide. Is tied to it. Oh, it's dark room. Dark room. Dark room. Yeah. So I've used that. I've used that a bit. Um, but uh, I'm I'm pretty pleased with uh, you know what Snapseed does. It's just not not the same as dark room. But uh, you know, getting back to, I mean, I I was looking at my purchasing history over the years of all these apps. You know, I'm going like, oh my, <laughs> <laughs> did I really purchase that? Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm oh, just scrolling. You know, it says, you know, these are the apps that are on your phone. I'm just going, oh, man. And uh, but I've really kind of brought it down quite a bit. You know, I I only have I think I only have about nine photography related apps on my phone now. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of kind of where I'm at right now, because, you know, I know if I want to get a particular, you know, particular look, I just download the app again. But day in and day out, I'm really kind of down to about nine apps. Which is really That's quite astounding. I, yeah, yeah, because I I tried to do that and I I can't. I just uh, you know the numbers just started climbing again, so I just gave up on it. <laughs> but I do, uh, you know, I play with Spectre uh, a bit. Mm-hmm. I think that's fun. That's a really fun app. Yeah. You know, so. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm really really pared down my choices because then I'm forced to you know, get better at those apps, you know, and, and, um, I can add it pretty, yeah. I can add it pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, I found that with the, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I can add it pretty quickly, you know, that, you know, the oh, yeah. down, I, I kind of know, 
I know what I can do in that editing process, you know, pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I find that the more you use a certain set of apps, the better you get at them for sure. Um, so you do, do you use Snapseed for basically, you know, your editing in general and not just raw? Yeah, I do. And uh, I just discovered some other things about Snapseed and it does a, it has a, actually a, a astoundingly good uh, tight grain effect uh, for black oh, yeah. and white. Oh, and really? I was I was really impressed. I thought, oh, my, that is a, that is amazing. And I, I imagine that thing has been there for years. And I just oh, started probably. playing with it. And, <laughs> you know, somebody else commented on that and says, man, that grain is really nice. And uh, it really, um, you know, kind of harkens back to my darkroom days, you know, because uh, grain wasn't bad. You know, grain is good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So for the right image, for the right image. Exactly. Say, yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. And some of the, some of the, some of the, some of the images that come out of these phones now are, are actually, in my opinion, in my preference, maybe a little bit too clean. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, computational photography, you know, it just makes you wonder what's next. And they're, um, <clears throat> they're just doing so well with them. And I mean, almost too well in, in a lot of cases. So yeah, it's, it's nice to get, back into you know some of the old ways of doing things and that's what i like about first light it it does take you back for sure mm-hmm. um, one, one of my favorite looks is coda it mm-hmm. um i think what they said was it was a it's like a kodachrome 40 and it's backed off one stop i think yeah i think it's like kodachrome 25 you know they kind of kind of combine the yeah. attributes of different chrome films i like that a lot yeah. mm-hmm so do you have any aspirations for your photography? Like, um, you know, where, where would you like to go on this journey that you haven't been yet? <laughs> now, it was really interesting to me uh, recently is I had somebody just approach me and say they wanted a print of one of my photos. Oh, nice. they didn't. They didn't know it was uh, off a phone. I didn't tell them it was on a phone. Right. I printed it pretty big. They were thrilled. They sent me a picture of them opening it up when they and they, they were just astounded. And uh, I have done some shows in the past, you know, with my DSLR. You know, um, did an invitational one time. I did a couple one man shows, and I'd like to do a show featuring uh, mobile photography and not let people know that it was done with a mobile phone. Mm, yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Because I'm at the point now where, you know, I understand people like to call it mobile photography, but it's photography, you know. Come oh, on. sure. You oh, know, yeah. So. It's a camera. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to the day where we just kind of lose that label. And um, Oh, yeah, I would love that so much because I've, al- I've been a real advocate for you know bridging the gap between the two like I'll, I'll call it traditional photography like the dslr stuff and then you know and then obviously mobile photography but I'd, I'd always like to you know take down that barrier because we're all artists we're, yep. we're all you know we all do this for the same reason and i mean like i said in, in when when mary walker interviewed me in episode one i love all kinds of photography um, right you know, so I mean, you know, break down that barrier, and you know, let's let's just have fun. 
Exactly. And I, you know, to be, you know, where, where do I want to take it? Well, I'd like to do a show with, with, a, with mobile photography. I mentioned that already. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, uh, I always thought the, you know, it'd be nice to do a, a book, you know, I mean, not just a, not necessarily not a, a, not a book. silly little ebook like I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great book. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed that book. Um, oh, thanks. But more, you know, just kind of a, just one that's been enti- entirely created with the with the mobile phone, you know, with yeah. the, with the layout, the text, and all that. And uh, I'd like to put something like that together. I think that'd be fantastic. It'd be fun, you know, pick up theme. Mm-hmm. And, oh uh, yeah. Put that together. So, I'd really enjoy I'd that. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean because I'd love, I'd love to to have a a, a book like a tactile product that right. you put in your hand, and uh, maybe someday I will. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, no, that's another and, thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on a, a hobby horse. I think I think far too many people aren't printing their work, and I think oh, that's just I think that's terrible. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, on yeah, the it, camera it, roll, and you know they share it on social media or maybe on some you know, dedicated forums and that's it. Yeah. If you haven't printed from your phone and I'm not just talking about, you know, to like a, you know, a little local printer, but send it to a lab, get a big print. Yes. And <laughs> you can really see what that phone can do. You know? Oh yeah. Now, when you got that uh, large print made, did they have to do anything but the file? Uh, I, you know, I asked them specifically in the instructions not to, not to do anything with it because I, you know, I, I've set up files in the past, you know, even with my, you know, my Canon, you know, and, and some of my micro four thirds cameras, you know, I've set files up for, for that, but I'm, I'm comfortable with, you know, with this particular lab I'm using because I know that they're not going to do any color corrections and that type of thing. And I know that this file is going to look fine, but I didn't know it's going to look that great. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, man. I mean, it it exceeded some of my, you know, prints that I've done, you know, with my Micro Four Thirds cameras when I had those. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think people need to print. And I'm, I'll harp on that and I'll harp on that because it's just a whole, it's a whole different ballgame. And for whatever reason... For me, at least, the photo becomes real at that point. Yes. Yeah. It's like you, you're looking at it, and you know we get technical because it is actually different. You're looking at reflective light versus transmitted light. When you're mm-hmm. looking at yep. things on the screen on a monitor, that's RGB versus CMYK. Yeah. It has it has a different look. Oh, definitely. And, and uh, I've even you know I've experimented with different uh, tapers. You know the like the metallic oh, yeah. paper, right? And mm-hmm. uh, luster, and you know it's <laughs> it's almost like I wish I had my own lab so I could just you know yeah play, oh, yeah. play all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a you know nice fifty thousand dollar printer. <laughs> <laughs> but what's astounding to me is that these labs they have you know they have the apps, and I'm sitting there going through my camera roll, loading it on you know their app. And it's almost like I'm just print, I'm just selecting print, and I just pick it up the next day. Oh, it's, really? It's crazy, you know. <laughs> and are are you happy with the uh, the way they turn out, like color wise and everything? 
I would say for the most part, I, I will say that, you know, I think if I'm honest, I, there are some that just don't translate too well. But uh, oh, yeah. by and large, I've been more than pleased with, with the results. Mm, that's neat. Uh, I mean, I think you said you worked in the printing industry at one time, did you not? Like in, in pre-press? Yes, uh, Hundred and fifty. Did you ever? Years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get to a press to see, you know, the the product coming off the press and whatnot? And uh, and I ask this because I've been in the printing industry myself for X number of years. <laughs> I won't say how many because it's a big <laughs> number. <laughs> but uh, um, when you mentioned the difference like you 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 you're getting a, an RGB file and it's coming out CMYK well i had you know that's what we do i, I work on an offset right. press and we have to uh, we have to produce a CMYK image on paper that looks like an RGB image on a yeah. computer screen that's that's what we set yeah. our color to and it can sure be challenging at times so I was kind of I was just kind of curious as to how good these you know, you know this printer is that you're you're dealing with. And, oh, they're a uh, whole lot better like than they used to be. Yeah, they're a whole lot better than they used to be. I mean, I, I remember in the day where, you know, we were creating, um, we were rastering, you know, postscript files, you know, from Macintoshes, oh, yeah. and we were actually printing film that would be converted to plates. And the registration was horrendous, you know, and, and these are these are fifty to ninety thousand dollars what they call image setters at the day, you know, and that was before I mean now you can do a lot of you know, a lot of these presses you can you can slend, you know, send the file directly to press. Um, yeah. and that was just kind of in its infancy at that time. But you know, what they're doing today is just far beyond, you know, what we were doing back then. And uh it's it's really kind of exciting to see where it goes, and I don't think print is dead. You know, people say print is dead. I, I really don't think so. I don't. I sure hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different thing. It's a, it's a whole different effect. Um, you know, you see a monitor on the screen with images going by, and I, you know, it's just not the same. It's not the same as a yeah, as a uh, a metallic print or on a metal print or print mm-hmm. on you know. Have, have you printed on canvas? You know, ironically, I haven't. I've always wanted to. I just haven't. Yeah, I'm and, in the same boat. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I understand that you can get a little bit more latitude with canvas. But yeah. uh, that but, might you know, be that, that takes a certain print too, right? You know, right. It, you can't just print anything on canvas. Anything with, with a lot of very fine detail, no, no, that just wouldn't work. But um, so, okay, so let's change gears for a minute. Um, do you use any auxiliary equipment or accessories when you shoot? I have tried to do that. And for some reason, I just like to use the phone as it is, but I do have, I do have a little secret weapon and it's a little, yeah, it's a little tiny, um, uh, tripod that has these legs that you can, or you can, (laughs) I don't remember if. I think you're old enough. Remember the Stretch Armstrong uh, yeah, action yeah. figure? Oh, yeah. So it mm-hmm. almost has that same kind of jelly substance in the legs. So I can wrap. Oh, really? Yeah, I can wrap these legs around like vertical objects. And so I can place my, you know, camera phone, <laughs> if you want to call it yeah. a phone. I call it a camera. <laughs> yeah. I can place mm-hmm. my camera just about anywhere I want to. 
and the coolest thing is I can set that I can set that uh, I can set that uh, shutter off with my watch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I did a self portrait yeah, a... the other day at night. I was using night shot. You know, right after I got my camera, I was just like totally enthralled. I think I mentioned to you before. <laughs> it's like I'm going through my little town and, and a shot that I took, you know, 10 years prior with my DSLR, you know, I had to set up with a tripod, and had to do sh- multiple shots and, you know, get the exposure right. Literally put mm-hmm. my hand out the door or, or out the window of the car and just clicked, you know, the night shot. And the thing came back just astounding. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I took that same idea. I thought, you know what? You know, I'm going to go to this adjacent town, has this really nice older district and so i i placed my my camera on the light post with that tripod mm-hmm. and uh fired off i put like a three second delay and i did a you know a nice self-portrait in the in the dark <laughs> you know, yeah like, so that's probably my my favorite accessory you know is that little little tripod yeah so and, it's kind of like one of those little joby things or whatever but it but is it's that, a little bit sleeker it doesn't have yeah. all those uh, um, those little joints in it. It doesn't have all those joints. It's it's more, uh, I would say, more malleable, and your wraps around things are probably a little bit better. It's not that expensive cool. either. It's less than twenty five bucks. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've never seen one like that. To be honest with you, I've I've only seen the uh, the like the Joby kind with all the little joint in the legs and that that are a little more. I would say a little more cumbersome to use compared to what it sounds like what you have. Yeah. I also do. Um, I love the fall time of year and, um, I'll do some shots of, uh, leaps. I call them leapscapes. And, uh, um, oh, yeah. I'll use that tripod for that type of thing, you know, and get that, you know, make sure that thing is nice and steady. Mm-hmm. And, you know, crack off That's some shots. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, I think we've, uh, just about covered everything. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to mention b- before we bring it to an end here? Well, I would say that I'm probably more excited about the future of this, you know, platform. You know, some yeah, of the things that are definitely. coming out are pretty astounding. And yeah, I, I, I have to admit every time they announce a new iPhone, I'm sitting with bated breath to hear what they have to say about the camera. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, for for time there, you know, we were going from like, I would say, I'm not going to say a plateau, but let's just say that, you know, from like the 6S to like the like the 8S, mm-hmm. you know, you weren't getting huge amount of gains. You know, let's just, you know, say it like it is. But yeah, as soon as the 10 started coming out, it's like, okay, you know, I can see where this is going. And I think the 11 really kind of shocked people at how much better it was. And I literally went from the 7 Plus to the 11 Pro Max. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I, I love the 7 Plus, and I could, you know, but uh, there is a there's a noticeable difference. And I think the next, the 12, is uh, more than just incremental, you know. I think so too. Yeah. They're going to be doing things differently with 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 regard to, you know. Because a lot of times when you're taking a shot with the, with the pros, the pro series, it's using information from all three cameras. Mm-hmm. And um, what I understand is going to happen, and of course this is all rumors, but we know yeah. that Apple's notoriously not too great about <laughs> protecting their secrets. Yeah, that's right. 
But my understanding is that the, they're going to a sensor shift technology, which they're going to go from optical stabilization to sensor stabilization. And the key there is that if you follow what's going on in like the mirrorless cameras, like the interchangeable lens cameras out there, um, they're using sensor shift technology to not only improve color information, but also to uh, gain better resolution. So hmm. what they're talking about is essentially a 48 megapixel combined image from this sensor shift technology that's really super clean. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's got <laughs> you got my attention. <laughs> now again, this is all subject to subject to rumors, but you know, they're yeah. I, oh, yeah. I like Apple's approach. I mean, they seem to be a bit more conservative, a little more realistic. Some of these manufacturers are you know, coming at what 108 megapixel, you know, cameras. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, the thing that I think these are yeah. these are phones. These are still <laughs> mobile devices. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know. But um, well that, but that that's that's cool. I, I can't wait to see, you know, what is on the horizon. Um, and the processors I, said for Yeah. The processors are just gonna be the, you know maybe it'll be twenty five percent faster. But it's going to use even less energy in the process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which means your battery life is going to get better. So you mm -hmm. have more capable device. I don't know. It's 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 fascinating. And I don't think we're any near, anywhere near peak. I think we're still in the early. Right. I think we're yeah. still in the early era. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, you know, and I've said for probably three or four years now, maybe even longer we are an excited it's a good time to be a mobile mobile photographer <clears throat> so um well uh i think uh that, that pretty well wraps it up kevin um i can't thank you enough for coming on and being my first actual guest uh, i i had a lot of fun with this um where can people find you online well, I have a number of different places, but uh, to keep it to a short list, I do have uh, kbfoto.com is my website, which needs to be updated terribly. But uh, I'm also on um, Instagram at uh, kbfotog and also dayflash kbfotog as well. So... You know, there's some forums that I participate on that, you you know, you can, you know, there's just too many of them, but that's a, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, well, uh, keep up the good work. And uh, I mean, it, it, it really sounds like we have a lot in common, not, not with just our, um, you know, our shooting and whatnot, but our, our, even our history with you know going from a dslr to mostly the iphone and and i would hazard a guess you're probably strictly iphone now or do you still use a, a another camera at all i do have uh i still have my old iphone iphone 5s um i've got oh, yeah. i've got an old canon film camera that still okay. has a roll of film in it <laughs> oh wow <laughs> but um i'm not um, I'm going to be probably purchasing uh, interchangeable lens camera this year, primarily for the telephoto capabilities, oh, yeah. uh, because I do like uh, bird photography. Right. And um, yeah. that's just, 
And I think, and I, I, I'm not putting it out the realm of possibility, but I think we'll probably get to the point where we can even do that with our phones. Yeah, you never know, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I could just I could just imagine the uh, the iPhone announcement from four years from now or something. But um, so okay, so listeners, if you would like to be interviewed on the show, just uh, if you're not already a member of the Artful Eye Photography community, you can go to artfulipc.club and uh, hit that button to get invited to join, and I'll I'll let you in. I'm the host, and um, we will schedule an interview. I have probably a dozen or so members waiting to get interviewed. And uh, don't be afraid to add yourself to the queue. It's a, a, a wonderful, friendly uh, community of iPhone photography and art enthusiasts. And uh, just a great place to hang out. And um, we will see you on the next one. Thanks a lot, Greg. Thanks. Thanks.